Is there someone in your life who expects way more from you than you have to give, or maybe even than you want to give? Like maybe it's a friend that constantly expects you to drop everything, or a boss who gives you way more than your fair share of the workload, or in the case of the person who sent me the email that inspired this episode, a mother-in-law who seems to think it's your job to put her needs above your own. If any of this feels familiar to you, I am so glad that you are here with me. I'm going to be sharing some ideas for you to consider that I think are going to help you to move through these kinds of situations with a lot less risk of conflict, a lot less stress, and a bit more self-protection. Thank you for joining me today. You are listening to the Bold as Love podcast with April Boyd. I'm a psychotherapist and life coach and relationship expert. And I was in the middle of working on a workshop idea when I opened up my phone. I was kind of multitasking as we do. And I read this email that really just made me stop and change directions. I, oh my goodness, my heart went out to this woman. Because I have so been where she is so many, many times. I have been in this moment, and I'm willing to bet you've been there too. So, so much so that I decided to change course on the workshop. Instead of the one I was originally planning, I'm now going to be doing a workshop all about boundary setting with difficult people and how we can kind of do that with much more clarity around what actually needs to happen. Where can you give? Where can you not give? When do you need to speak up? And when is it just not worth the risk? And some tools that are going to help you to navigate those conversations a whole lot easier. That's happening this Sunday, November 14th. So if you're interested, check that out. I'm going to put the link to sign up for that in the show notes here, and I would love to see you. But basically, that's how excited I got about just reading through this email and and realizing, you know, this, this is really the stuff that matters. This is the stuff where, you know, we can say, yeah, just set boundaries and that's totally fine. But that doesn't really acknowledge, you know, when we give just that really surface level advice to people, just set your boundaries. It doesn't really acknowledge how complicated and often risk field that could be. So, I'm going to share some things with you that I think are going to help today in this episode. So basically, here's the gist of it. The writer of this email, let's call her Jessica, uh, has been having issues with her mother-in-law who wants way more of Jessica's time, energy, and attention than she can give, or for that matter, even wants to give. They don't really click. She's worked hard to try to build a relationship, and it just hasn't grown in the way that Jessica was hoping. And ultimately, this person is quite difficult and draining to be around. So when Jessica's in contact with this person, it is to give. And I think that's important to stop and realize if this situation feels familiar to you. Each time that they have contact, Jessica's energy and resources go out without any reciprocity, return, or boost of energy coming back in. She is in give mode. 
And that might be totally fine some days. But I think it's also a lot of work. And that's important to acknowledge. It's work. It drains us. It depletes us. So we need to kind of be aware that that's a dynamic. Doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that that is what it is. And we need to move forward accordingly. Now, what's worse is that this family member seems to feel like Jessica actually owes her all of this time and energy, like it's her duty to give her mother-in-law what she wants from her. And this can be so, so stressful because we're dealing with somebody who has certain expectations of what they ultimately think that being a good daughter-in-law is or being a good friend is or being a good employee is and so we know that we're in territory of risk and conflict with that now the situation is coming up to a head because jessica knows that there's something coming up where her mother-in-law is going to have some really specific expectations of her and she's not quite sure how she wants to handle that on one hand this person's draining her energy stressing her out On the other hand, she's worried that trying to maintain her boundaries with this person could create a big fight in the family and could create the situation where her mother-in-law just holds a really negative view of Jessica in her mind and essentially ends up kind of thinking she's a terrible person. And This is where I would encourage you to get a notebook, get a pen, and and let's flesh this out. If it's safe and you're not driving and now's a good time, I'm going to get you to work this through with me. So the first thing that I want to encourage you to consider is to get the fears out into the daylight. Get your journal, get a pen, and write it out. What are you worried would happen? If this person doesn't like you, right? Because this is ultimately the fear that we're talking about. I'm worried that this person is not going to like me and that they're actually going to have a really negative, unkind, unfair view of me. So get that fear out into the daylight. What happens? What do you think might happen? If this person thinks you're a terrible human being or a terrible friend or a terrible daughter-in-law, what happens if they don't like you? What's the worst thing about her thinking you're a terrible disappointment as a friend or family member? Write it out. Often when I dig into this question with my clients, what we kind of mine into is this next thought of, I'm worried my husband will be disappointed in me if I'm not getting along with his mother-in-law or his family member or whatever that is, right? And so when we look at this kind of specific situation of family stuff, I'm worried that my husband will be disappointed in me. And most of the time what I've discovered in my couples therapy sessions is that it's not that the partner needs the two of you to be best friends, It's not that he wants you to be exactly like his mom because otherwise he probably would have chosen a partner who is much more like his mother and the two of you would actually naturally click and get along 
Instead, he's chosen a woman who's quite different from her. And I think we can take a bit of solace in that. But it's possible, and what I hear from the people in my practice is, the bigger concern is that the partners just don't want to be caught in the middle. So if that feels like that resonates for you, you should check out episode number 15, where I talk about how not to do conflict with your in-laws, where we don't put our partner in the middle between us and them, because that never goes very well. And to, yeah, you should check that out. But anyways, so the other thing that we're looking at, once we kind of get those fears out into the daylight, out on paper, what does it mean? What's the worst thing that happens if this person doesn't like you? Now, the other thing that sometimes comes of that when I'm talking to people is essentially just the bottom line that it's really uncomfortable to have somebody misunderstand you, to have somebody judge you unfairly, and have a really negative view about you. And I so get that. I so get that. And as you've maybe heard about in past episodes when I talk about, you know, how to just not care about what people think, it's kind of a myth because of course we care what people think. Of course that stings. We are going to feel the hurt of that when it feels like somebody is misunderstanding us, getting us wrong, and seeing us in a really unkind, unflattering light. So here's what I want you to consider as the remedy for that. Let people be wrong about you. Let them be wrong about you. I think I'm a really nice, kind, lovely person, (laughs) but I can tell you that there are people who absolutely do not agree with that statement, and they don't agree because I do not meet their expectations of me. And while that stings, what grounds me in that and helps me to not kind of get washed away by that discomfort is that I feel like ultimately we're making a choice. Do I want them to like me or do I want to like me? Do I want to meet their expectations of me or do I want to live a life that feels good to me? Because these are two very different goals. Do I want to make them like me and live up to their expectations of me? Or do I want to live a life that feels really good? Often these are two very different goals. So we need to keep in mind which direction that we're facing. You've got to let people be wrong about you sometimes. There's going to be some people that are not able to understand why you don't want the same thing they do, why you don't want to do the thing that they want you to do, why that doesn't feel good, why you would have the nerve to expect more of yourself. And here's kind of the thing. When people are not able to give their own self full permission to challenge convention, to prioritize self-care, to prioritize their own needs ever, they can't stand watching somebody else do it, right? And, and oftentimes what I've noticed sometimes happens is 
you know, if somebody has essentially kind of lived that life of duty, I did everything for my mom, I did everything to be a good daughter-in-law for my mother-in-law, they kind of can sometimes come into things with this idea that like, now it's their turn, and you're supposed to do that for them. But here's the thing, somebody not taking care of themselves for the last 40 years is not a good reason for you to stop taking care of yourself, present tense. And we're not talking about the idea of, you know, that you stop giving entirely. We're talking about making really mindful, intentional choices about when you give and how you can give in a way that feels both good to the other person and okay for you. I heard somebody say, I think it was one of our uh, past Reset Our Mindset groups, somebody had said the phrase, you know, you can't set yourself on fire to keep somebody else warm. And oh my goodness, what an expression, right? It's a bit jolting. (laughs) It's a bit graphic. But oftentimes that's what we're being asked to do. Now, here's the other thing that I want you to consider. And obviously, I don't know if this is what's happening in the situation with Jessica at all. But generally, here's the idea that I want you to consider. Let go of the idea that somebody is the bad guy here. What I often see happen when people are put in a difficult position of having to set boundaries with somebody that doesn't make it easy to do that, we kind of end up bouncing between these two painful thoughts. And the one painful thought is, That person is wrong. They are out of line. They should not ask me for this. They should know that's too much. It's not okay. They are kind of a crappy person for expecting this of me. And then that doesn't feel good to be in attack mode. So then inevitably what happens is then we swing over into self-attack mode. Ugh, okay, now the guilt kicks in. Now I feel bad for saying no. Now I feel bad for kind of judging them in my mind. And so now that's going to flip over into a self-attack and ah, maybe I should just be more gracious. Maybe I should just be more generous. Maybe I'm actually being really selfish right now. And what's wrong with me that I'm not more excited or more able to just give these people what they want from me and enjoy that more? What a painful, painful dance we get caught into. Either they're wrong or we're wrong. So I want you to consider letting go of this idea that anyone has to be wrong at all. And start with this. The person who wants way too much from you, give them permission in your mind right now to want as much from you as they want. Give them permission with your thoughts It's fine that they want as much from you as they want. Because here's the thing. They're allowed. That's the bottom line. They are allowed. People are allowed to want whatever it is that they want from you. And often where we get kind of in that attacking mode or in that judging mode or frustrated mode is because we've kind of talked ourselves into almost villainizing the other person just to kind of relieve some of that guilt of not wanting to do it, right? But when we look at it, people don't know what you're comfortable with or not comfortable with. 
People don't necessarily know what feels good for you or doesn't feel good for you. And so as an example, a friend of mine is watching my dog for me when uh, we're going traveling. And I was stepping back and realizing it's actually an act of trust to ask somebody to do me that favor and, and take care of my dog for me when I'm gone. Because I'm trusting you to say no if it's a no. I'm trusting that you're not going to set me up to say yes when maybe that is going to be something you end up resenting me for later, right? Does that make sense? And so people can essentially ask of you whatever they want to ask, even if you think it's unreasonable, even if it's not something that you would ask for. And this is something that I've really come to notice and believe. People often that often have very different versions of what a good daughter-in-law is, what a good neighbor is, what a good friend is, what a good coworker is. Everybody actually has a really different version of that. And when we find somebody and their version is similar to us, ah, those relationships are such bliss, aren't they? Those kindred spirit kind of people, those amazing in-laws and family members or friends where like it's just easy. Because you essentially have the same map of what this is supposed to look like. But so often that's not the case. We don't get that lucky. And somebody just has a very different map of what that's supposed to look like. And so if you can give permission to say, she's allowed to have a really different version in her mind of what a good daughter, friend, neighbor, family member is. Because that's just the bottom line truth of it. Hence, it's happening. (laughs) Hence, that's their expectation. You can't do anything about the fact that they think that's fine. Because they do. So people can ask for whatever it is that they want. And when we can kind of release people, then essentially we're just two women or we're just two people each with a really different map of how we want to do relationship, how we want to do connection. And we don't have to make anybody wrong in this. They have their values. You have yours, right? And so as we move through this, this idea of giving radical permission to just let them want what they want, then we can also let ourselves want what we want, and need what we need. And we remove this whole icky, attacking layer where somebody has to be the bad guy and somebody has to be wrong. And instead, we just move into the basic truth. We have two human beings, both of them imperfect, as we all are, fumbling our way through life as we all are, and kind of just clashing. So... Let the clash be there if it's there. And there's always going to be that time period where we start to make a change and there's a bit of that boundary backlash. And there's an episode, I can't remember the name number of it right now, but there's an episode on, on boundary backlash that would be good to check out as you're looking at setting boundaries. But first is just bringing yourself into this place where it's fine. Doesn't mean you're a bad person doesn't mean you're wrong, doesn't mean that you need to even do this differently. So often we're just kind of left sitting 
with the discomfort of I wish this was different. Sitting in the discomfort of I wish we could have a different kind of relationship than the one that is. So what would this look like for you if you were able to just accept what is without being so hard on yourself? And set the other person free. Set them free to be who they are with all their quirks, all their limitations, all their frustrating little habits, all their traumas that possibly have made them into the current present day version of them you see now. Let them be who they are. And it's okay to live a life that doesn't line up with that. I would love to know your thoughts on this. And of course, please check out the workshop this Sunday. This is one of my favorite things to do, truly. It's so much fun to gather with a group of women to talk about really the stuff that matters, to lean into some of these teachings and some of these ideas in a deeper way. I'm going to be guiding you through some more specific strategies for how we can start to look at self-protecting without moving into attack mode, how we can be both very kind and very boundaried at the same time. So I would love to see you there. Again, link is in the show notes. I will see you next time. Take care.